Nabusichi Mombe. And for more reaction, we are on the line to ANC Parliamentary Spokesperson Molot Mutapo. Very good evening to you and thank you very much for speaking to us. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Good morning. I mean, good afternoon to the listeners. Has it come as a huge surprise to you, the Concord's ruling? No, not uh, not uh, not really. Let me first say that uh, we will study the judgment fully and we will even get uh, legal advice where necessary. But uh, from where we are sitting, our initial um, view is that uh, the case, as we have always maintained, is uh, a, a academic exercise precisely because, uh, firstly, it was not uh, a direct challenge to any specific conduct or a decision of the presiding officer. Uh, in fact, the, despite the fact that the DA tried to link it with the ejection of the EFF members uh, during the State of the Nation address last year, um, the conduct of the speaker has never been uh, found to have been uh, wanting uh, by any court of law. Secondly, the it is a fact uh, that cannot be refuted that since uh, 1994, no member of parliament has ever been arrested for the utterance in the House as a result of the application of Section 11, which was under contest. But also, uh, the third point is that since this uh, court case was initiated, the National Assembly has moved swiftly to amend the rules to make the sergeant at arms to be the one that is responsible for the removal of uh, disruptive members of parliament with the assistance of the protection services uh, of parliament. So from that perspective, uh, it sounds like a, a, an academic exercise because uh, even when the speaker was injecting uh, the EFF members of parliament for their disruptive behavior, uh, it was not through the application of this section. But Mr. Mutapo, it's intriguing that you say this has nothing to do with the conduct of the speaker and that this uh, complaint itself was taken to the court uh, without any particular reference to any incident. And yet that the Constitutional Court uh, found it that they need to even remove the word person from the beginning of Section 11 uh, because it may refer to a parliamentarian. And I, I don't think this was a, a discussion that occurred in a vacuum. You remember that uh, the DA's contention at uh, the court and the, both the, uh, the Constitutional Court as well as the High Court was that uh, there is a likelihood that uh, members of parliament will be arrested for their utterances. Uh, and uh, our... Uh, and also the argument of uh, the uh, of the institution, uh, Parliament, has always been that the act does not necessarily mean that uh, um, uh, members of Parliament will be arrested for their occurrences. In fact, if anything, it talks about the arrest of uh, members of Parliament or anyone within the House of Parliament for the kind of uh, um, a conduct that uh, is of criminal uh, nature. So meaning that, for instance, there was a, an example that was given that if you have a, a criminal activity taking place or a violent activity that borders on criminality in the house, like uh, in the during apartheid, for instance, of uh, uh, the staping of a fair vote, uh, 
uh, that cannot be the competence of the, the protection services staff uh, of parliament, but uh, the competence of the police who are armed and are trained for such kind of uh, of uh, of, uh, of uh, situations. Well, thank you very much for speaking to us, uh, Muloto Mutapo, NC Parliamentary Spokesperson, on the line to unpack this now. Uh, political and legal analyst at UNISA, Professor Shadok Guto. Professor Guto, the ANC, through its uh, spokesperson, whom you've now heard, parliamentary spokesperson, would like to have us believe that this is in relation to no particular incident at all and that it does not refer at all uh, with regards to the behaviour of the speaker. Would you agree with the sentiment expressed there by Mr. Mutapo? Well, the only uh, thing I agree with him on is the question, is there a crime being committed uh, in Parliament? For example, if a member of Parliament was strangling another one and and trying to kill them or stab them uh, with a weapon, the police would come in, definitely. And uh, the ruling which has been made by the Constitutional Court uh, does not uh, exclude that possibility. However, uh, the case has is not an academic uh, judgment at all, as he is alleging. They are just trying to cool down their members. It's not academic. It has far-reaching consequences because it is going to strengthen parliament uh, so that members of parliament uh, speak freely, vigorously, um, uh, and debate vigorously on on issues. So it has uh, potential of really strengthening government, the ruling. It is not academic. Secondly, I would say that um, I think if we look at the facts that were, uh, you know, uh, presented to the court um, where uh, bodyguards or whatever they were, they looked like bouncers dressed in white, the white brigade. People didn't know who they are and uh, whether they were the police or whether they were from protection services in parliament, but more likely they were uh, security agency or the police. And uh, from that point of view, um, they muscled, uh, pushed, and uh, uh, really used physical force to remove members of, of parliament, the whole of them, of, of ESF. Now, to say that the speaker uh, at the time who was the presiding officer uh, did nothing wrong. No, that is what the Constitutional Court is really mm. saying, that what happened and how, how the ruling that was made to bring those two people into Parliament to shove out Professor and uh, use violence was wrong. 
I'd like to go back to the statement that you made that this will ensure that parliamentarians enjoy greater freedom of speech. But um, accusations that have been made by the politicians, uh, especially opposition politicians, has been uh, the perceived bias of the speaker against members of the opposition. And uh, it's come out through discussions that it appears there's a difference of opinion in in reading even... Uh, not only the Provincial Legislatures Act, but the uh, Privileges uh, Act. So how is this going to impact on that perception uh, and what people believe they see? Well, what it does, when I say it will strengthen Parliament, I mean that it uh, actually does affirm the Privileges Act. Um, and it will make the deciding officer to ob- you know, really obey the uh, provisions of uh, the Privileges Act, the rule which was invoked to Rule 11, uh, will have to be removed um, and replaced uh, because it has been declared to be unconstitutional um, and null and void. So that is a major uh, change that is going to take place, whether the, the NC uh, spokesperson sees it that way or not, that is what is going to happen. So, just uh, debate and members of parliament, I think, will feel freer um, uh, that they, they can be able to engage the president or any member of cabinet who is called into parliament or Okay, I think we're going to have to leave it there, unfortunately, due to uh, the bad quality of that line. Professor Shadrach Guto, he's a political and legal analyst at UNISA.